Welcome to the Ship Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, December 31st. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Wow. Here we are at the end of another year. Or I guess if you look at it another way, we're on the cusp of a brand new year. Anyway, I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas holiday and hope you're gearing up for a fantastic new year. I do want to say with full disclosure that I'm recording this podcast a couple of days early since New Year's Eve falls on Friday. Um, So I don't think you'll even notice a difference because I'm kind of looking back. And as I've been thinking about 2021, I've been pondering what is the biggest story of the year from a shift gold perspective. And really, I don't think it's even close. There's not much debate. It's inflation. Remember when it was transitory? Oh, those many weeks ago? That was fun. Of course, after a full year of big CPI gains, even Jerome Powell has had to abandon the transitory inflation myth. You know, I think sometimes talk about inflation becomes somewhat academic and We forget that it's having a real impact on real people. I mean, I'm sure you don't forget when you go to the store, fill up your gas tank, right? But of course, there are a lot of people out there that are running around right now trying to convince you that inflation is actually good for you. You know, we've gone from transitory to, oh, it's not so bad. They tell you that your wages are going up as well. So, you know, it's really a wash. But here's the thing. Wages never go up as fast as prices. In fact, we got the personal income data for November this week, and on the surface, it looks pretty good. I'll link to a report with a lot of this data on the show notes page, but I want to focus in on one particular aspect of this report. Household wages and salaries were up 0.1% month on month in November. Now, that's good, right? A little bit more income, a little bit more wages, but inflation adjusted. Household wages and salaries tanked by 0.6%. So that little boost in salary or wage that you got in November was wiped out and then some by inflation. Year over year, household wages and salaries are down 0.2%. So you're worse off today as a household than you were at the beginning of the year. And household wages and salaries fell by a whopping 1.4% from two years ago. So the bottom line here is you are not keeping pace with inflation. Don't buy this inflation is good for you BS. I mean, it's good for the politicians and maybe the bankers, but that's about it. And now we have the Fed's war on inflation. That's been the big news over the last couple of weeks. And really, the anticipation of this war on inflation has been going on since, what, summer? Which is, as I explained in the last episode, it's going to be utterly feckless. The Fed is taking a peace shooter to a bazooka fight, as I titled the uh, podcast that I did right before Christmas. So for sure, the big story has been uh, inflation. But you know, getting down to a little more granular level, digging a little bit deeper, I think really for us, the big story kind of the story within the story is a story that hasn't been told. And I think 
that gold's performance in this inflationary environment has been both deeply frustrating and confounding for investors. I mean, far and away, the most frequently asked question that I've gotten over the last year has been, why isn't gold going up? So kind of looking back, gold hit its peak for the year on January 5th. At that point, it closed at just over 1950 an ounce. From that point, it dropped to a low of just over 1680 an ounce in March. And that's when we were starting to see the inflation really take hold. And everybody's like, ooh, we have inflation and the Fed's going to fight it and they're going to raise interest rates. And we've had that narrative for pretty much the rest of the year. Uh, for most of this year, beyond once we got beyond March, the yellow metal has been range-bound, basically kind of bouncing between $1,750 and $1,800 an ounce. And the story for silver has been pretty much the same, with an additional peak when the Reddit Raiders ran up the price back in February. Silver closed at $2,755 an ounce on January 5th. The high for the year was in February at uh, just over $29 an ounce. Today, we're trading at just over $23 an ounce. As you would expect, silver has been a bit more volatile than gold, trading within a broader range, but still basically range-bound and constantly hitting headwinds with uh, speculation over the Fed taper and interest rate hikes. So, to close out this year, what I want to do is I want to take a much deeper look at why I think both gold and silver have languished this year, despite inflation at a 40-year high. And that's even using the cooked government CPI formula that understates inflation. And I want to touch a little bit on why I don't think that gold and silver will continue to languish like this forever. The key thing to understand, and this is something that the mainstream has almost completely ignored, is real interest rates. It's, here it is in a nutshell. Taper tantrums and fear of Fed rate hikes have generated massive confusion in the markets. And people are selling gold when they should be buying gold in these dips. And at the root of this confusion is the failure to account for real interest rates. Now, real interest rates are the nominal rate, that's the number that's quoted on the news, minus the inflation rate. So, just looking at the Fed funds rate, today the nominal rate is 0%. Inflation is running around 7.3%. That's using the, uh, the government CPI. So taking those two numbers, the real interest rate is negative 7.3%. Now, obviously, this is not a negative for gold. And eventually, I think the markets are going to wake up to this fact. For the last year, the markets have kept a laser-like focus on the Federal Reserve, just like I was saying earlier. They've anticipated that the central bank will push up interest rates to fight inflation. You'll recall that every time inflation came in hotter than expected, gold and silver sold off in anticipation of this Fed tightening. This was happening much earlier in the year, even when the Fed was still jawboning about transitory inflation and pretending that it wasn't even a problem. More recently, gold caught headwinds when the central bank finally announced its quantitative easing taper, and after the CPI hit the highest level since 1982 in November, the Fed said it would speed up that taper and thus push the timetable for interest rate hikes forward. Now, currently, the Fed projects that there's going to be three rate hikes of 25 basis points next year, possibly three more in 2023, and then two more in 2024. That would push rates to around 2%. Many in the mainstream have dubbed this the war on inflation. 
Now, this is exactly why I say the Fed has taken a pea shooter to a bazooka fight. As I've explained, a 2% nominal interest rate in the face of 7% plus inflation isn't fighting inflation. In fact, it's doing the exact opposite. It's actually still feeding inflation. In order to truly tame inflation, the Federal Reserve needs to push interest rates above the level of inflation. Is anybody talking about rate hikes up to 7%? Of course not. And when measured honestly, inflation is actually closer to 15%. So the Fed is picking a fight it cannot win. Paul Volcker had to take rates to 20% to finally tame inflation in the 1970s. That's certainly not in the cards today. It would crush the U.S. economy, which is built completely on easy money and debt. But of course, the mainstream is completely ignoring all of this. They just look at the potential for nominal rate hikes, and then they declare, this is bad for gold, you must sell. At this point, any rate hike is viewed as a negative for gold. So when in, whenever interest rates tick up, even slightly, or even if there's the threat of interest rates ticking up, you'll hear a bunch of mainstream hacks on CNBC and Fox Business informing you that rising interest rates increase the opportunity cost for holding gold. So what exactly is the mainstream thinking here? Now, let's be honest. They're not totally wrong in the way they're looking at things. There is an opportunity cost when you buy gold. Holding gold does not generate interest income like you get if you have a bond or if you have money in a bank account. If interest rates rise and you're holding gold, you're foregoing that interest income that you could have earned if you owned a bond or if you put those dollars in a money market account. That's why rising interest rates tend to create headwinds for gold. And it's why we've seen gold sell off on high inflation news. The markets expect the Fed to fight inflation with rate hikes, thus raising the opportunity cost of holding gold. Now, this makes sense on the surface, right? But as I've said, there's a problem with this mainstream analysis. They're not considering real interest rates. So let's just look at the 10-year treasury. Currently, as I'm prepping for the show, the yield on the 10-year is around 1.5%. So taking that 7.3 inflation rate based on government CPI, and remember, the actual inflation rate is higher, but we'll just take the 7.3% for sake of argument. Using those numbers, the real interest rate on the 10-year bond is negative 5.8%. Now, to state the obvious, there is no opportunity cost in holding gold when real rates are deeply negative like this. In fact, the opposite is true. You're losing real money holding bonds that aren't even yielding enough interest income to keep up with inflation. In effect, you're losing negative 05 or negative 5.8% on these 10 years. Now, note that the 10-year Treasury yield isn't even at the Fed's 2% inflation target at this point. So even if the central bank managed to rein in inflation to quote-unquote normal levels, the real rate on the 10-year is still negative. In fact, negative interest rates tend to persist for long periods of time once they're established. If we go back to the 1970s, the kind of the beginning of the modern fiat monetary system after Nixon completely removed the dollar from the gold peg, real rates have gone negative in two periods, once in the 1970s and then uh, in the year 2000. Both times, rates stayed mostly negative for a decade or more. 
In fact, they've been negative for the most part since the year 2000, with the exception of a small punch into positive territory right before the Great Recession. And how did gold perform during these negative real rate periods? Gold's best performing years were in the early 1970s to early 80s, and then in the early 2000s to the present, this past year notwithstanding. You should also note that real rates are lower today than they were in the stagflationary years of the 1970s. In the 10-year period between 1970 and 1980, gold rose by over 20 times. So if history is any indication, imagine how high gold will have to rise in this next cycle to catch up after this past year of malaise. Now, the Federal Reserve is always behind the curve on fighting inflation. It's way behind right now. Despite the war on inflation talk, the Fed is still pouring gas on the inflationary fire. If they really intended to go to war with inflation, they already would have, right? I mean, if you know X is causing inflation and you're worried about inflation, wouldn't you stop doing X completely? Wouldn't you stop pouring gas on the fire altogether? But that's not what's happening. Instead, they're just talking about spraying a little less gasoline on the fire and maybe doing it a little bit more slowly. If history serves as any guide at all, based on the duration of past negative rate cycles, we could see real rates negative for the next 10 to 15 years plus. The real rate is the vital puzzle piece. You can't see the full picture without it, but most people aren't paying any attention to real rates at all at least not yet. Right now, everybody is distracted by the thought of negligible nominal interest rate hikes in the Fed's feckless war on inflation. But this will almost certainly change at some point. You have to think that the markets will wake up to this miscalculation. I mean, unless you believe that the impacts of monetary policy and the economics of interest rates have suddenly changed over the last year, you have to expect that gold will eventually revert to the mean, which means it will generally rally while real rates are negative. And as I've said a lot, as I said before, it's going to have to rally a lot to catch up. So instead of selling gold, investors should be accumulating gold hand over fist. I mean, that's what I've been doing this year. Buy those dips, because I think this misstep by the mainstream has created a huge buying opportunity. When investors do wake up to their mistake, and I think they will, gold will likely gap higher very quickly and make up for lost time. So if you want to take advantage of these buying opportunities, I highly recommend talking to a shift gold precious metals specialist today, because we just don't know how long that the markets are going to stay asleep. So call 1-888-GOLD-160 or shoot them an email to info at shiftgold.com and get in touch with these folks today. They're fantastic. They will look at your investment strategy, your goals, and help you figure out how precious metals can fit into your investment strategy. So that is a gold wrap for this week. In fact, it is a gold wrap for this entire year. As always, you can get more details on all of the stories that I've talked about and more. And, of course, keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over on the Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, 
on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links to these things on the show notes page. You're welcome to contact me, mmeharry at shiftgold.com. I appreciate you listening. I hope you have a happy new year and a great 2022.